Hello, everybody. Today on the podcast, we are joined by a real-life unicorn. We have Genuine the Unicorn on the podcast today, a professional unicorn. We're very excited to find her in the glorious mountains of northern Thailand. It was it was quite a delight to stumble upon her and uh, catch her sparkle out of the corner of our eyes and and... We became friends, and she taught us how to do a unicorn dance, and we we knew we had to have her on the podcast so she could share, share some of her unicorn secrets with everyone. That she does. <laughs> that she does. So what do we mean by a professional unicorn? It has, it has many, uh, many meanings, it seems. Um, Jen, genuine the unicorn. Jennifer does birthday parties and other entertainment and in this podcast we talk a lot about how she's hoping to open a unicorn school and what that will mean and what type of things do you need to learn to bring out your inner unicorn or whatever mythical being lives inside of you how are you feeling being back in thailand for a week it's only been a week it's been a week and a half it's only been a week and a half yeah no we are we got back on a friday oh maybe it's been two weeks today did we get back on a Thursday or Friday? Jeez. Feels like we've been back for months. That can't be right. What? We got back on a Thursday. We were, we, er, and then we went, we were in Chiang Mai. This is a boring podcast. I'm, I'm right. It's been two weeks. Okay. How do you feel being back in Thailand for two weeks? Good. The first week was like a really intense honeymoon glow, and now we've kind of settled into regular life, and we've both felt a little bit sick this week. Um, we had a crazy adventure this past weekend that Trevor might still be recovering from. Um, we had to go to the next closest city, which is a little over two hours away. And as you all know, we'd been away from Chewy while we were in America. He had to stay in Thailand. Um, so we were very reluctant to leave Chewy again, even just for one night. Um, so we had the brilliant idea of renting a scooter with a sidecar attached to it. So Trevor manhandled the shit out of this scooter, uh, over winding, seriously winding, like winding, like you didn't know how to wind mountains, um, for over two hours there and back and uh he since the the sidecar doesn't have brakes or steering he was essentially old school power steel steering this whole vehicle up and down hills around curves uh with me and chewie sitting in the passenger side i did put put it on my insta on the occasionally interesting um instagram stories this past saturday when it was happening but uh i will post another picture of us all in the in this get up it was a it was a very entertaining adventure. All the people who saw us were were inc- unbelievably amused by what they were looking at. Probably because no other people will be foolish enough to attempt what we did. <laughs> we went on an excellent hike. Yeah, a beautiful hike. We'll share some of those pictures too. And at the end of it, we lost the trail. Oh yeah. So we were wandering down the creek bed, riverbed, hoping that it would intersect with the road, which it which it did. But it was fun. It seems adventure. It seems like rainy season's finally starting to like really kick in the last day or two. And we hear it's gonna be raining a lot more, but oh my god, it's been hot. <laughs> it's 
I mean, I don't think it's it's not the same type of like death defying heat that we were in uh, during smoky season. Well, I guess that's because it was so hot, and then also we couldn't breathe. Um, but holy crap, it's been really hot. <laughs> we're, we're, the rain is very welcome. Um, and we've been working on the garden and some other some other good stuff. Um, I just moved my office into the bedroom because we only have one uh, quote portable air conditioning units it's uh we turned the air conditioner off to record this intro that's how much we love our listeners so use that amazon code so we can buy another affordable air conditioner unit a whole bunch more people have started using our amazon code we pleaded enough but uh that doesn't mean that whoever's listening right now is shouldn't be held personally responsible if you if you use our amazon code uh you hear that now we're holding you personally responsible Admittedly, there's anonymity, so we don't actually know who you are, but nevertheless, but personally we'll know in our hearts. Constant vigilance, yeah. as Mad Eye Moody would say. Mad Eye Moody, haha. Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> Expelliarmus. Perfect. Wingardium Leviosa. And on that magical note, let's get right into our time with magical Jennifer Joy, a.k.a. Genuine the Unicorn. All right, say your end without further ado, Jennifer. And without further ado... How do I do it? Do I have another way of saying this? Yeah, you have an announcer voice. And without further ado... I can't do it. And without further ado... <laughs> listen to it. I've lost it. Oh, I've no. lost my announcing voice. <laughs> this simply won't do. And... Without further ado. Okay, if you can't. And without further ado. <laughs> this was, we just watched uh, Julie and Julia, the Julia Child story. And, uh, but Meryl Streep speaks like this the entire time. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Trevor's made the wonderful analysis that there's very little difference between Meryl Streep and Al Pacino. Basically the same wait, person. But it's not, wait, it's not Al Pacino. That's what you said yesterday. Hold on, it's fucking uh, Brando, Marlon Brando. All right, between Marlon Brando and Meryl Streep. Marlon and Meryl. The day of my daughter's wedding. A bon appetit. A bon appetit. <laughs> Beef boogie yaw. <laughs> How am I doing? You're so good. <laughs> All right, now use one of these voices to introduce Jennifer. To introduce Jennifer? Today on the podcast, we have Jennifer. A magical uniform. Uniform? <laughs> is what she puts on when she's a magical unicorn. Perfect. And where else do you find unicorns but in the mountains of northern Thailand? Well, she's based in Oregon, so you find them there. You also can find them in Oregon. (laughs) The land of lots of biomass per square feet. And books. And books. (laughs) According to New Girl. The land of books. Occasionally interesting. They are occasionally interesting. 
So today on Occasionally Interesting, we have Genuine Joy. Jennifer Joy. You want you don't go by your stage name one? Uh is it not Genuine Joy? Oh I, that's uh yeah, um like Genuine is the unicorn. Okay. And then her album is Genuine Joy, but the person behind it is, is Jennifer, Jennifer Joy. Okay. Yeah, so there's like a little bit of branding. Names. Um, Interesting. Things, but, yep. Yep. Okay. So like so how often as in your performance are you jennifer versus genuine i'm genuine in my performances okay yeah but but the genuine unicorn but you hire jennifer joy to to perform as genuine joy you hire genuine playtime the business <laughs> oh man and then the genuine unicorn comes okay yeah and then um the proprietor of genuine playtime is jennifer, jennifer joy. joy all right <laughs> So, so she got to love being everyone. an entrepreneur, you know. <laughs> I am all people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So you told us that you you didn't really get obsessed or interested in unicorns until your thirties. Was there a specific event that set this off? How did it come to be? Because now you are a unicorn, and everything in your life is pretty unicorny like you're surrounded by them intentionally you invite them into your life you yeah it seems like a a very big part of your entire existence now so it's very interesting to learn that it's a fairly recent development well when you find who you really are you know you embrace it and continue prancing forward so yeah it took me a while to discover that i was and is that part of why the name is genuine Uh uh-huh yeah well also because i like words and i like smart people um so j-e-n-u-w-i-n kind of plays to that particular um <laughs> words and smart people to, yeah to, to that particular clientele you know um so yeah i thought that was just fun it was a, and with jen you win and so i just wanted to have oh. a sense that everyone kind of wins you know nice. and that's really what the unicorn is all about <laughs> and we're in thailand bugs are everywhere <laughs> so okay yeah was there an initial so, moment or kind of it was like i was working the nine-to-five job after getting my master's degree in the nonprofit world thinking that i would be able to use my creativity in my job because that's what they hired me for but then a year later you discover oh that's actually not the case yep 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 and so as i felt my soul slowly withering and dying away i was like oh my god i've got to do something what am i going to do so i love dressing up in spandex um and funny outfits and i love the color purple and um and my friend had recently moved into town and she was a princess party person from san francisco and i didn't know that birthday party entertainers were even like a thing and I felt like I could really resonate with doing that job. So then I had purple spandex birthday party t- entertainer. Hmm, how am I going <laughs> to put these like things together, you know? And so I quit my job and I went to Iceland. Okay. Which is, by the way, an amazing place. Definitely should go. Um, and so I was in Iceland kind of like mulling over this. And so I decided to get six different full body spandex outfits. Uh-huh. As you do. Yeah. As, yeah, as you do, you know. <laughs> buy one, buy them all. So I had like a black ninja a green elf that could also be a Minecraft character, a red jester because nobody likes clowns, um, a white pixie. Um, I chose not to do pink because I just didn't want to do pink. But um, then also one of my characters was a unicorn. And so the whole business was like genuine playtime and then you could pick what character you wanted from that business. But when I came back into the States, more often people wanted the unicorn. Yeah. 
and genuine actually at that time was purple nurple which was like this super shiro character because mm-hmm. i had rigged up my suit with um electronic thread so that i could have things blink on my outfit when triggers were uh, when sensors were triggered so i could like shake my hips and then like lights would go up or i could hit my hand really hard out and like other lights would go on that's so so, cool yeah and so i was like kind of what do i do with this like suit and so actually if you look on the internet for purple nurple that's Mm k-n-u-r-p-l-e to celebrate my knipple former former last name name. yeah Yeah, then you'll see some weird things that i do with that so um so yeah so then that's actually genuine the super shiro like nobody understood that or got that so she (laughs) never actually got booked but i really wanted genuine to stay in there so then genuine kind of became the unicorn but simultaneously, I had a hypnosis session with this old lady in my hometown. And so we kind of went under and like did this thing. And I had this vision in three parts. Do you want me to go into that? Yes. Okay. So the first part was like from the perspective of coming into like a waterfall area. You know, and so like the waterfalls in the middle and there's these gorgeous stones on either side. And then there's like this grove of grass with these little tiny flowers, like almost like a fairy garden in mm-hmm. that way. Um, and kind of like what you might see in storybooks for where unicorns live. And so I was coming into that as if like maybe I was a unicorn, but I didn't know that at that point. Anyhow, so I saw that second scene was being an old elfin like man that came out of a house that was in the ground like in a hole in the trevor what were you doing there yeah right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) this is his alter ego (laughs) i'm not surprised you do seem very fairy like (sighs) as well so i think we all have a little bit of mythicalness to us and so in that part this character came out of the home from underground and there was all of these unicorns that were like slaughtered everywhere Uh. so there's like heads missing there's blood everywhere and in the hypnosis thing my heart was just like oh my god i was responsible for these people they were my friends like something came through in the middle of the night and took all these down because of course unicorns have always been hunted um um and then um so there was like a deep sadness in that and then that moved into the third phase which is like being a tall wizard on the top of like a crystal castle that was overlooking the lands and i got the sense that this was kind of like my last look out the window because then the wizard like went to lay down on the bed facing up and there was a unicorn next to the bed and so when i the wizard laid down in the bed i actually sunk downwards and then came up flip side into the unicorn and so i was like oh my god i'm a unicorn (laughs) you know it felt like i had gone through several different past lives and then that that's actually where my essence was and so um after that is when people were kind of more gravitating towards the unicorn character and then i just fully embraced it from there and i got a rainbow sparkle vw bug um yeah it was like kind of purple shimmery um iridescent it was called prism purple and i put a unicorn horn on it and that's beautiful you know and so now i have a rainbow unicorn and a purple sparkle unicorn and those are the main two that i do although sometimes i do get requested for the superhero but he's blue Um, and has like a little mask and a cape and sometimes kids are like oh my god you look so scary with the mask so then you take it off and they're like ah put it back on and you're like put it back on <laughs> well why do they say ah put it back on i don't know <laughs> yeah it only happened once it was at this party i came in and i play this little tiny curved soprano when i come in mm-hmm. and i kind of do a surprise entrance so depending on like how it's going i can either like 
I don't knock on the door. I just like sneak up to the front door and then sometimes it's unlocked. So I'll just like burst open the door and I go, (laughs) hello, you know, and it's fairly loud because it's a saxophone. And so this boy, (laughs) when I came in, he like, (gasps) like looked stunned. And then he like ran behind the couch and like pretty much stayed there for the whole hour that I was there until I was ready to go. And then he wanted me to sit next to him and watch him unwrap presence so it's so weird to be like in your alter ego outfit but then sitting normally with all the other adults on the couch being oh that's very nice (laughs) so there's a few awkward moments yeah so that's how the unicorn came about and that was yeah well into my 30s i was probably 32 (laughs) i like your tone of voice um okay how uh i've never or neither of us have we've been talking about hypnosis a lot in the last week neither of us have ever been to an intentionally um hypnotist uh i've I've, i think they're called hypnotherapists hypnotherapists yeah Yeah. might be i guess it's more of the performer who calls themselves a hypnotist (laughs) hypnotherapists that are like the um trying to whatever different type of therapy um was this your first or only session and how like what what was the intention set going into this uh vision like was there anything said or directing you to that or was it how did it what was that yeah 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 um she did make some kind of statement when I was like in the zone and we had already kind of done the check-in stuff and we were about to go into the session and she said, you know, um, you don't have to worry about thinking if you're making it up or not, you know, because actually just the thoughts that you're having are part of the, the process. So it was kind of like, don't expect anything big, but also don't think that you need to make up something or not make up something which I thought was interesting. So Wait, was this your first session? It was my first okay. and only session doing this. And there wasn't like a, a thing that I was watching in front right. of my face, like the more standard hypnosis things that we see on TV. There wasn't that. It was I don't kind think of that like a, has a, is ever what they do in actual Yeah, it was more like a deep meditation right. type thing. And so she kind of guided. I mean, there's like maybe like a maybe you're walking downstairs, you know. I, I don't even think she did that. And that's why I was really surprised about it because I thought, did I make this up mm-hmm. or is this real? And that's what she said. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And I did kind of feel like I was making it up a bit. Um, but maybe that's part of the brain choosing which path it wants to go on. Because really you can go so many places yeah. when you're in that state. And that's, yeah. And I guess I was like, I had come back from Iceland and, and I was just about to embark on my own entrepreneurial thing. So I guess I was kind of wanting to get some insight so that what I was doing had a little bit more depth and wasn't shallow and wasn't just based on spandex, yeah. um, you know, and prancing. And so I, I wanted, um, and, and also I feel like if you're going to be a mythical character, you need to be in tune with your own legend and your own mythology Mm -hmm. um and so i feel like that's kind of our modern way of doing that is either through psychedelics or various um therapy therapy treatments yeah Yeah. they come from a very like um healing oriented like water place so everyone's always offering 
free Reiki or free yeah. crystal clearing or moon dance celebrations and stuff like that. So, yes. yeah, this is a very old woman that had just gotten into hypnosis. And so, oh, interesting. Yeah. It was actually an interesting place, too, because in the center of town, there's this old armory and lots of things happen in that armory. And when I was younger, I took acting classes in that armory. And so her office ended up being in the basement of that place. So it felt very like I'm in my Full own circle. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. were you in an altered state of consciousness, different from something that like a deep meditation would put you in? No, it felt like that in between, um, between awake and and fully sleeping. So it's like you're not particularly aware of your environment, but I could still like sense that I was like breathing, and I could hear her um, rustle. And it feels different you know, than, than, you know, early, like when I first am falling asleep, that like sort of different type of REM sleep where right. it's like you're sort of dreaming, but you're also still somewhat aware of your outside. Yeah, yeah. It was very much like that. Almost a little bit more visceral, though, like because um, I, I, uh, I stayed there. So there, there was right. more details in my feeling awareness and also in my inner eye. Um, so it wasn't as cloudy as like kind of dreams can be mm-hmm. where there's only like certain parts that pop up. Like it was fairly, fairly clear, especially the emotional impact. I mean, like when all the unicorns were like dead, I was like, oh, thank God. It was like she had to like kind of be like, OK, now we're going to move on to the next part, you know? Yeah, man, that's intense. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was. Are you more or less curious about hypnosis now? <laughs> I mean, I've always been kind of curious. I've also kind of been kind of skeptical. We just watched mm. a uh, a TED talk. Yeah, but I feel like this mm. TED talk was kind of like the worst parts of what you're already skeptical about. Like what Jenna's talking about now is somewhat similar to my experience and what I've heard anybody else who's gone to something more like hypnotherapy. It's about yeah, a meditation and kind of it's. I mean, it's just so similar to uh, psychedelics, except it's a, a guided trip by a professional. And I wonder we should definitely try to interview somebody who's done a guided psychedelic therapy. Um, and guided hypnosis therapy. Mm. Um, I really wonder how how similar they would be. But yeah, it's not it's not sounding like this therapist was trying to make you act like a chicken or do anything like that. It's just guiding you within your own mind, just like literally a different type of therapy with with slightly different parameters to wander within your own brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like anybody who's like, look, look at them, act like a chicken. That's like a totally different thing. <laughs> yes. Just for some background, the TED Talk. I'm not even sure if it was a TED Talk. I, yeah, the whole thing really seemed weird. like such bullshit, like, like so out of people format. people out of the stage yeah. and then like was shooting them with an imaginary gun and they would fall asleep and like it just was very stage I've showy. I've seen some stuff like that and it's kind of creepy. Yeah. And it kind of makes me feel like, huh. Like and some people are more susceptible than others. So some people are watching it from the audience, and then they end right. up doing it back there, even though they're not the people that are on the stage. Yeah, yeah, it's more like showmanship hypnotherapy, you know? Yeah, like from the circus right. background. I think that's the difference something. of the hypnotist versus the hypnotherapist. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I would bet so. Mm. Yeah. What is the most unrealistic thing you believe in? Well, I mean, I do believe in unicorns. <laughs> 
<laughs> and some people, I mean, like, I believe they're like here, like now, like I just, um, in some, different forms. Or well, like kind of like sometimes of kids come up to me and they're like, are you a real unicorn? And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. And they're like, but, but you have skin and like hair. And I'm like, yeah, because if I came out as my true self, like, like, you know, people would kill me. Like, yeah. Do you really say <laughs> no? that? I don't say that particular part. I say, um, every, sometimes I tell them that everyone is a mythical character inside and you can either be like a bear or an eagle, or maybe you're a fairy or an elf or whatever. But like, we all have like, um, something and that we're all disguised as humans because that's, um, how things have happened, um, through time that it's safer for these more magical characters to be disguised in human flesh totally yeah and so i tell them like this is this is a disguise of my unicorn and then they like sometimes pull on my skin or like something they're like really and it kind of reminds me of like remember in um the robin hood when the little boy is like oh there you are peter you know the little boys the little lost boys this is the robin hood uh, sorry the robin williams version of peter pan hook hook yeah, and that little boy oh, looks yeah. into his face and he says, oh, there you are, Peter. It's kind of like that, you know, so we all have an inner child or an inner animal or something that um, lives within us. I totally, totally resonate with that. What do you think? So do I, yeah. especially after. Your, your inner elf. Yeah. Gnome creature, elf gnome. Seems to switch between the two. Yeah. I've only seen the, the gnome creature externally. I've never seen that by looking at myself. Yeah, I've only seen that. And he's like your companion, though. Yeah, or like, yeah. but yeah, I think you. Oh, out. you have like a little. You have a little gnome friend. Yeah. He's, oh, he's tall. He's made out of shimmering geometric patterns. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. The normal kind. Of. How often do you see him? Uh, not too often. Okay. Um, does he come up only when you're like under the influence of various yeah. things uh-huh yeah. uh-huh that's because that's a safer place for them to show up yeah it's more accepting of our minds yeah but i've seen trevor wow. as an elf and so have other people or have you i can't remember what's the deal is it just me no i've i've definitely i guess elf would be the closest thing yeah um you know, it's it kind of hard to describe. It's just like nothing's really quite as you would. The the words we would use right. now don't necessarily apply. But I guess mm. in where it would have came from mythology would be closest to an elf. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that, yeah. or you feel it coming out of you, or both. Any, yeah, mm-hmm. both. Yeah, uh, that that description totally totally resonates with me. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's neat because then I meet people and I can kind of sense that in them or, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, great. We're part of a mythical tribe and yes. we're all getting back together, you know, whereas the people that are more like bears and cougars and eagles, they're doing their own thing with their own bear cougar like people, you know. And so yeah. I, I do find that I meet a lot of gnomes, elves and fairies um, and mermaids yeah. uh, along the way and other unicorns well, Who did as well. we meet recently that was a professional mermaid? Oh, Fred. She, she's, she wants to – She's a. she was living in Pi for a while. She'll be back. Um, she is a, a performer and an upcoming podcast guest. Oh, excellent. Um, but yeah, she she's she feels she's a mermaid, and and she saw some course uh, somewhere in Southeast Asia where she could do a type of scuba training where she could like get certified as a professional mermaid. Oh, excellent! <laughs> so really oh my that. god! 
I thought about doing that. I actually thought about having my own unicorn school. And at the end, you could be your own genuine unicorn. But in that process, you would come up with your own name and your own color scheme. And you'd kind of decide, like, what kind of unicorn are you? I think that's amazing. And I do think that all unicorns need to be well-versed in um, our art form, which is glitter and bubbles. And, and rainbows dancing. and dancing. You need to prance. Yeah. Yeah. Prancing is a super important part and of I, it. And I think, you know, or anything with the, like this variety of mm, theater or any uh, theater doesn't feel like the it's right word. Like but like a showmanship yeah, or like a but it's, but it's a But it's about coming from like your, your insides and really projecting that out, like really being genuine and right. vulnerable and authentic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even though that might be, you know some people who who don't resonate with this might think like why would you how did how is putting on a costume and glitter and dancing being vulnerable and authentic but i think it's it's so true it's showing this you know whatever the unicorn inside that that we can't show without these things in the same way and i yeah. think things like that are are so important for even well maybe it is only mythical creatures or that are that are attracted to that in the first place but you know like things like whatever improv or clowning or any of these things that that seem like showy and silly but are really all about connecting with your most authentic place and then being able to just like yeah 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 definitely uh and and connecting to that inner definitely start a unicorn school yeah i think up, i know i think it'd be great not, yeah not only for those times of getting to be glittery and dancing but for you know times even just you know being quote normal in school that you'll have the kids or adults would have more readily available access to a lot of those strengths inside of them, those myth- mythical strengths that they haven't been taught to bring out and channel or be comfortable with. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have two things to say about that. One is I found that people could handle my lively personality better when it was wrapped in spandex and glitter. Oh, for sure. Because it was hard for me to be a normal person and still have my personality because I just kind of felt like, oh my gosh, you know, like... Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so it's like okay. Once I did that, and it was like I finally became socially acceptable. Once I dressed in my unicorn, it was like ah, finally part of the part of me that's most true was finally being accepted and celebrated wow. by others. Um, and then the other part is, um, I really believe that um, this is a side tangent, but it's going to come back. So media out in the world says like, oh, I believe in unicorns. Well, actually, unicorns don't need you to believe in them because they already exist. But what they want you to know is that they actually believe in you. So unicorns believe in you and your dreams. And so that's kind of what it's about. And with the whole rainbow thing, each one of us is kind of like a unique color. And as we shine our authentic light, then we're shining our unique color. And now that's going to contribute to the greater rainbow of the world. And so um, going back to the, the kids in school and just kind of we all have our own superpowers it can be in different ways but that's part of the unicorn school is that you hone in on what is that magic gem of you Mm -hmm. and then you just shine it bright from there um but either some people are blocked to it or they don't know how to find it or they don't know how to integrate it or whatever and once you kind of bring them into an environment of acceptance and play then it gets discovered it can't help but come out absolutely yeah Yeah, that would be amazing if i if i was at a festival and saw you know 
uh, bring out your inner unicorn workshop, I would absolutely be like, I'm going to that. When I was a kid, I would have been like, parents, you're dry- you're like flying me from Philadelphia to Oregon so I can become a, an actual unicorn. Like, I want to go to unicorn school. This is happening. This is a mandatory family vacation. You know? So do you think I should proceed with that? Because yeah, it's been dude. an idea for a uh, while. I, yeah, that resonates school. so hard with me. I'm not like, I so you got to like learn how to make your own bubble wands and there's like a bubble batch. Oh, now that's Trevor's like, into this. Yeah. Trevor's, Trevor's a bubble fiend. I do like my bubbles. I, I know. I love bubbles. Um, yeah, there's a secret ingredient and I'll tell you what it is. Um, but yeah, you need lube. You need lube in your um, in your bubble oh. batch. Yeah, because it helps it stretch because then it's more viscous. That's so interesting. Yeah, as it stretches. And so, you know, we'd learn how to do that. We'd learn how to make our bubble wands. Um, so you the- might actually be one of the only people buying that like 500 gallon t- tub of lube off Amazon. Have you seen I, I, that? I've done that twice, actually, because oh, I, <laughs> I ran out That's after amazing. two years. Yeah, I wow. had to buy another batch. Um, in my when I ta- was teaching in Wahin, one of the schools, uh, one of the classes that I taught was a bubble science class, oh, and so, so cool. we learned how to like catch a bubble with a bubble, blow a bubble through a bubble, like oh my God, all of this these is different Trevor's things. Dreams come true. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and so that would be part of the the schooling, and then maybe that's your art. You yeah. know, and if not, then great. Let's move on. Because I'm not really like a great like tactile, fine artist person. But other people might be able to do really amazing things with glitter or body paint or yeah. uh, those hair designs where they dye the hair and then they braid them in cool ways. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I believe all of that is part of the unicorn uh, art field. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's you need to be, you know, amazing. you need to at least be able to do something in it. But you'll obviously excel in one of those areas. So we, when you come to Oregon, yeah, I'll totally would, teach you some bubble stuff. We would definitely come to yeah. your unicorn yeah. school. You should I'm really, uh, that would be amazing if you, at the Oregon Country Fair, if you could have a, like a, Maybe a, I'll try a beginner workshop. I'll, yeah, I'll set up like a little um, tent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because cool. there's wish fairies there and there's also a dream dragon. And so I play with the wish fairy and the dream dragon often and do nice. shows with them. Yeah, the wish fairy is cool because she's all about what is stated happens. Uh-huh. Wish. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so she talks a lot about what we say. Yes. She's mm. got this story of her son saying he just got a car and he was like always saying fuck my life or FML or whatever. And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, fuck my life. And she's like, you really shouldn't be saying that. And he's like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. Well, he just got this new car after replacing the clutch. And then he's like on the freeway. He put it into fourth gear. But he missed fourth gear and it went into reverse. And so he dropped his clutch. Ooh. Fuck my life. So it happened to him. That's his story, not my story. But yeah. so she talks very much about the power of words and how to activate the fairies to work with you. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. We talk about this a lot in terms of like, well, uh, I'm always trying to, I, I think I'm very attracted to thinking in, in woo-woo-y terms, but then I dial back and try to take that same woo-woo concept and like, you know, explain it through science <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or whatever. Um, but a lot of these things with I'm, I've always and my family has always been very interested in the power of manifestation the power of words and like what you're putting out there attracts what you get back and whatnot and that um we talk about it a lot in terms of I think at the the very minimal and like the more science-ish explanation that at the very least it's confirmation bias if I'm going around saying my life is wonderful, wonderful things happen to me, I meet wonderful people, my confirmation bias is going to 
only notice all of the wonderful things and the wonderful people. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. someone else is going through meeting the same people, having the same experiences, but their perspective is, my life is terrible, I meet terrible people, terrible things happen to me. They, we will have the same exact, we could have the same exact day. Uh, at the end of the day, I'll say, that was amazing. And that person will say, that was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's so true. But I think something that sometimes gets missed in that is we have a part of our mind that does a kickback. So you can say, I'm having a great day, I meet beautiful people, and then some of your brain is going to be like, and you kind of have to be prepared for that and know like, all right, I know what you're doing, but I'm just not going to listen to you. I'm going to choose the other one. And so it takes like a lot of kind of mental uh, strength in being able to believe what it is that you want to believe. And I don't know why that function is automatically there. I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about the the saber-toothed tiger and how fear protects us and how we have like this old brain that's not caught up to our modern day. But we have the most, the highest rates of anxiety are are increasing every year and getting Mm. younger and younger. Like, Mm. no, shut up, people. That's not accurate. I mean, I think more likely than anything is that we're not exercising or doing any of these things that our body needs to deal with our regular body functions and therefore we're not expending any of that energy and all this energy is cooped up in our brains being like ah, 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 ah. yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 but yeah man i feel you i think that's one of the like the biggest lessons i've learned as an adult is to that that not everything that my brain tells me needs to be listened to right yeah not everything on the internet is real and not everything that you think is real yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah yeah there's definitely power in your thoughts and and kind of challenging challenging it to channel the way that you want it to go if there was one action or behavior you could get everyone in the world to do or stop doing what would it be i would love to see more people prance on a regular (laughs) basis like how i taught you guys the other day yeah that would be great if everyone would just bust out and prance or like maybe they're going from one place to the other place maybe it's just five feet but if they could just like yeah, include Prance some there. joyful, yeah. silly movement. Yeah. Get a little bit out of whatever themselves is and like literally physically shake it up. Yeah. In a joyful way. Yeah. yeah. I think and that, like really jumping. That like would that probably like change good. the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could. Can you imagine I if could. everybody in the world just instead of like walking solemnly to places was like prancing, to, <laughs> prancing to work? I know. And like how much joy that would instill even in like bystanders of just seeing someone else prance of just being like, you know what? Yeah, like I could. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it. Like they're when uh, Dave it. came out of the Seven Eleven, he was swirling the stick. He probably had like a little bounce to his step, yeah. and like you know, people were looking at him weird, and he was just like feeling joyful, and like yeah. you know, so if more people could embrace that, absolutely, silly. I know. Uh, I like absolutely expression. love when I see random people just being silly or doing something like weird in a in a playful manner. Yeah, like, it's just like I don't know. It, it brightens up everyone's day they get to see that yeah, i saw this guy walking out of 7-eleven twirling a unicorn yeah yeah i mean it brings so much joy to the world and you and like and and it's uplifting Absolutely. you know and that's really what we need is more of that and so yeah when we can see it um so do you have a prancing tutorial video on youtube so that any listeners Ooh. can go and uh i should make one yes i'll make one when i get home all right yeah Good. Yeah, my YouTube channel is YouTube Genuine Playtime. J E N U W I N Playtime. And as always, you can find these links on our website at occasionallyinteresting.com. Trevor. 
And on that top right corner, you'll find our Amazon button where you can do your Amazon shopping and we get a portion of the proceeds. So, so now you can go buy all of your glitter, your 500-gallon tub of lube uh, for bubbles, um, spandex, buy, shop with us through Amazon for all of your unicorn needs. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what is the most annoying thing about people? For me personally, I yes. get very, um, it seems that if you are, and I'm so sorry if this seems rude to those people that hold these jobs. Do it. Be rude. But if you are a basic customer service representative, like for example, a barista at a coffee shop, a concierge at a hotel, you should know your information. So if I come up to the counter and I say, I want a coffee with milk, you should know what a coffee with milk is. I shouldn't have to explain that you both have that on your menu, tell you it in multiple languages and have to stand and point to look at it. So like what I find really irritating about people is when they're in these really basic jobs and they don't know how to do their jobs. They're just literally standing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm paying you for the service. I shouldn't have to pay you and tell you how to and do, do the service. The service. For, yeah. You know, just because you're the one that actually has access to the key or the coffee machine or whatever. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you, like, put in the coffee filter, like, press the button, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So I find that to be just know your field. Everyone should know their field. Doesn't matter what field you're in. You need to know it for the time being that you're there. If you work at McDonald's, Agreed. you probably know what a Big Mac is. Hopefully. It really annoys me when when people are visibly depressed or like just like a, just being a fucking downer. Yeah. Like, like you're here for like six hours. Like I get it. Like I've worked in service industry for so long, but like you're there to make other people feel good about what they're like spending their money. Like, like, and I get it. People have shitty days. So I try not to judge, but it's like, wow, you're just miserable. Sucks now. I'm miserable. Yeah. yeah, and I definitely don't want to come back to this establishment yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, people remember how you make them feel, not necessarily what you did. Yeah, yeah. That so one yeah. Yelp review I wrote one time at the, of this bartender. I went in, you know, chippers all hell, very whatever, excited to be at this new place. Um, and he. I wrote something along the lines of the only possible explanation was that this guy broke got broken up with like literally the conversation he had before me. Like this is the only <laughs> thing that could possibly explain his attitude. It was that was crazy. Yeah, that really bums me out when I come in super chipper and then people kind of have like that whole like it's not acceptable to be happy. Oh, for you sure. You need to like dial it down so that you can be in the mundane world with the rest of us. Yeah. You know? yeah. In order for you to get love, acceptance, and belonging, yeah, you have man. to like dim your light. It's like <sighs> I feel you so hard. No. This is something that I I mean, yeah, it's been an your microphone just made a crazy loud noise, but you didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, I forgive you. Um I just assume it's Trevor. He's been so still this whole time. (laughs) Determined to not make a sound. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, man, that's such an interesting thing that I've definitely uh, struggled with in my life of being like born happy and joyous. And then, yeah, all of society and especially my brother being like, 
shut the fuck up or no one will speak to you. Get get out of my face. I don't yeah. like your smile. I don't like it when you dance. Or too energized. Or like, yeah, I don't yeah. like the dance. You don't like the smiling. Your laugh is too loud. Like, yep. yeah, and you're like, um, ow. <laughs> yeah, dude. We have a friend, Nathan, who believes that there are energy suckers out there. And that might be a little bit different from the your normal, you know, just person who's got a shitty attitude about everything. Um, or it could be the same. It- <laughs> I mean, I, I think it probably depends, but he truly believes that there are entities out there that you meet that they are there to steal your energy. I completely believe that. I've yes. experienced it myself. Oh, yeah. So you walk yeah. away from that conversation feeling drained and tired and like... And, Sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in a vacuum with them and like I can't leave and yes. it just feels like they're like leeching yes. on and I can like is... literally feel like my just dripping and then I get away and I'm like, oh. That's how I feel about yeah. our new neighbor. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally, totally, totally. But, you know, there's also entities out there like that are floating, especially in more of like the third world countries where, where people have um, had like a lot of deaths and they haven't been able to properly like move them on. So like when I went to Africa, I picked up 42 entities that were like living in my space and i felt like they were eating my food because i was like eating a lot of food but i wasn't gaining any weight and it was like super thin and i also was having like crazy nightmares like a lot and then during the day i would just be drained like all this describes long. my life in america yeah 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 well then i got him cleared i mean i, I went through this. i went to another um energy healer and she did this thing with um a pendulum where she would talk to the pendulum to get yes or no's and then we were able to like kind of through that questioning process um go in what route because sometimes people go to those and they just have a toxicity issue and then the the thing will just line up on the toxicity but sometimes it's entities and sometimes it's past life stuff or there's kind of a variety of different stuff so for me it was the entities and then she did a number like is it more than 20 yes is it more than 40 yes is it more than 45 no is it 41 no is it 42 yes you know? the answer to everything yeah, yeah 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 and then after i got that session done i woke up the next day and i was like oh my god it's just me it's just me in here just mm-hmm. me just one one person inside me yeah and that was really exciting our friend nathan also describes physically removing a energy entity out of his brain and he's done it to, to me yeah actually i read this really amazing book where this woman went up to this stream and she was somehow coached by something something but she could formulate a word and then she could like pull out the word from her head letter by letter and then drop it into the river wow. and get these things to go away and then somebody else told me that if you imagine what your color is and then what their color is like um if the person that you're trying to get over like this is really good for when you're getting over relationships because when you have sex with people you actually like merge Mm. your energies and so their color can be swirling in your pot and so if you're (laughs) wanting like to go away you like you visualize like that color coming out in a long stream and then being like sent along and then you have really have to focus on your own color being just whatever that color is it's weird. It's you can see it sometimes. Like for me, I was like this purple orb, and then there was like this little orange, kind of snaky like thing that was kind of all over the place. So I had to grab it from the side, and then like, and then both of us. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everybody will look back on and be embarrassed by? 
Fidget spinners? Yeah, fidget spinners. We've gotten that answer before. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good answer. Yeah, because I think I think glitter's still going to be in oh, in five come years. Come on. Glitter's, glitter's yeah. like, literally can't go away. Come on. Yeah, and spandex yeah, right. is not going away. No. Um, yeah, so I think it would be fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> Once we've narrowed it down the process of elimination, it's got to be fidget Hot spinners. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> only thing that's left. Uh, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Um... You know, something that people have reflected back to me in, like, the last couple of days um, is people have reflected to me in the past couple of days that because of my influence on them, they've been able to be more joyful and outgoing in social situations or that they've been able to embrace more of that, like, oh, it's okay to be a little bit crazy, quote, unquote, or whatever. (laughs) And, of course, when you're younger, like, being called crazy, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm weird or whatever. And, like... But then they always say that, you know, weird's great. Yeah, well, so they say, but you actually have to go through a lot of scrutiny before that. Yeah. And so I think the, the, the thing I love most about myself is um, that lively um, willingness to engage um, in more that playful, childlike way and get other people to yeah. branch that out from them, too. Yeah. We love that about you, too. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. What is your most embarrassing story from childhood? Ah, I mean, the first thought that goes to is period stories that happened in high school. I was just regaling yeah. Trevor with a whole bunch of period trauma from like a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, he was mostly being like horrified about all of the shame that's placed on these on young girls. Um, the yeah, that there's no that the the how boys would torture you and you know whatever yeah it's all just like a secret and like this crazy thing he's like yeah because i mean i did bleed wearing white pants in front of my crush after i like strutted down the aisle way to sign myself out to go to the bathroom and like i totally was like shaking my booty while doing so and then like a girl ran out was like oh my god you started your period all over the place i never went back to that home room <sighs> but i think one of my most embarrassing from childhood was uh, i had a crush on a boy when i was in sixth grade and then he wrote me a note saying that he liked me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. So I came up to him holding the note. And I was like, hey, I got your note. Like, that's really Aww. great. My best friend had written the note. What the fuck? So to fuck mean. with you? Like, what? She oh, thought she... I would know. But I didn't know. So she was doing it as like a joke. That's a oh, really fucked up horrible. joke. It was that's like horrible. that's like everybody's nightmare. I feel like all of that these uh, that's like all the teen movies from the nineties have traumatized us all into thinking like yep. it's all a bet. Like you only <laughs> like me because it's a trick and whatever. Yep, that <laughs> happens. Yeah, and I did it in front of him and his friends. Oh my god! So that was really that was yeah that was pretty bad. Not to mention the betrayal of the friend. Yeah. yeah. So it was like not only was it humiliating and embarrassing, but it's like crushing and then betrayal. You know. What was his reaction? Laugh. Make fun. Why would I do that? You know, and you're just like, God, fucking, fucking kids. Yeah. Why are you guys so mean? It's crazy. Yeah, I think it was the same week that somebody put me in my locker and I got stuck in there. Mm. Yeah, it happens. It sounds like an '80s cliche or something. Yeah, 
it kind of was. They like changed yeah. lockers, but in our school, so like, you couldn't fit in them anymore. I know, like in high school, my <laughs> my brother is six years older, and he got to take his locker home with him because it was the last year that they had the lockers that were big enough to fit humans, and then they made them like really tall and skinny by the time we were there. Yeah. Did you know that? That actually makes me feel better that maybe I'm not the only person that thought, let me see if I can fit my locker. And then a friend's like, ha ha, boom. And then they can't figure out how to like spin right, spin left, spin right, you know? Back in the so 80s. it wasn't that like exactly somebody shoved you in there, you got in, and then somebody closed it laughing at you. Yeah. That seems a little more innocent. Yeah, that's a little bit, yeah, that's a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. But still not great. But still not great. Yeah. What is the book that has most influenced your life? I love reading um, unicorn books that are meant for like 11 to 13 year old female ingenues like, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they have a lot of uh, courage and a lot of curiosity and they're always very adventuresome and they always have fun little pets mm-hmm. that are with them. Um, and so um, the Unicorn Chronicles um, is a set of four books and I think that's really amazing. But on more of the adult side, when I read Drive by Daniel Pink, it talks about like why we don't function well in a nine to five and how Google actually has a better way of setting things up for their creative um, Mm -hmm. um, uh, professionals. And when I read that book, I was like, oh no, I'm totally not going to ever be able to do this nine to five thing. But then of course I had to for a few more years until I got out of that. But that was one of those books where I was like, I couldn't look back after I knew that information. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that we firmly believe and hopefully will be something that we look back on 10 years from now and we'll be embarrassed by that we made people work 40 hours a week, nine to five, because every single task, of course, fits into that time block. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. And people are obviously the most productive when they're forced to work eight hours a day, every single day with no fun. Right. Yeah. No, actually, I find like that eight I hours think if straight. people worked a four hour day or Sometimes you work all day because you're in the flow, and then you can rock out a good 18 hours, and you're like, yes, and then the next two days, you take off. And when you look at, like, statistics, most people don't work four hours in an eight-hour workday anyway, right? Right. Actually, that system really sets you up to be, like, 20% effective, like, the whole time so that you can make it last, you know? And people do so much twiddling around at work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and they're getting paid for it. That's actually the, the other thing that really annoys me about people is there's professionals out there that get paid for the hour and they're not even working. I know, and then entrepreneurs, right? you're working all the time, but yes. you only get paid for the contact time. That fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, dude, I feel you. Yeah. So I can, yeah, get a little mad. I threw a phone at a, at a receptionist in, um, in a retirement home once because they wouldn't freaking pay me after like two months. What? All right, rapid fire. We only have three questions left. Rapid fire. What life practices do you do to keep yourself sane and balanced? Eating protein. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I actually do an afternoon nap sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to meditate in the morning because I've come up from sleeping and I kind of want to get my body physically moving. And so so sometimes I get down on myself for not meditating in the morning. But what actually is better is in that lull time in the afternoon between 3 and 5 is a great time to, like, lay down. And I do this thing where my left hand goes on top on my chest and my – Sorry, my right hand goes on top of my chest and my left foot crosses over. So you're actually in this cross hold, which is really good for your brain pattern. And you put on a timer for 15 minutes and just breathe. You don't even have to focus on anything Mm -hmm. because anything that needs to be cleared will come up. And so whether that's feelings or thoughts or details that you need to work out or 
or whatever, but I find that to be really restorative. Um, and so I try to implement that in, on a regular basis. I like that. I like that better than waking up and doing it. You're it's wake just up too like hard. I'm gonna start to do something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but in the afternoon, it's like just lay down for 15, you know? So yeah, sounds like a very good practice. What is the most environmentally friendly thing you do, and the main environmentally friendly thing you want others to do? I pick up trash. Um, sometimes, I mean, I really want to get one of those grabby sticks so that I can mm. pick up more trash because I don't really want to be putting all that germs on my hands. But I wish that people would um, either recycle or re- reuse more. Or I wish that factories didn't produce so much shit. Yes. every fucking day that then gets wrapped and packaged and sent and then people are by it and I just think that there's far too many small convenient plastic things and I mm-hmm. just wish that we had a better way of working yeah. out our conveniences it seems like everything now is disposable it you is you buy one hammer and a hammer would last you a lifetime and you'd pass it on to your kid yeah like, <laughs> I like your old person voice yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true like, I probably broke five hammers in my life because they're cheap metal yeah yeah. Why do people do small talk? Why do people do small talk? What are your feelings on small talk? I find it to be very monotonous okay. and um thought it could have gone either way with you. You could have I, I, I mean like I I feel like it's kind of like a social um courtesy to have small talk cuz it's a way of I guess starting the conversation or something or but now that everyone's on their phones, they don't do small talk in, in like subways or trains or coffee shops or anything anymore. But um, I think a lot of people are just not, they haven't reached a certain depth in themselves or a certain connection with themselves. And so therefore they can't connect with other people in that same way. But in order to avoid feeling awkward or ostracized or whatever, we come up with this small little banter as a way of trying to build connection. Um, but the threads are so thin and meaningless that it ends up really not getting you anywhere. And so I usually like to just skip it. I think a lot of drunk people do um, small talk. <laughs> that seems to be mainly what I hear in bars is just chitter chatter or complaining. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's the easy route for people. Again, so because they don't have Complaining is the easy route. Like, how the hell did that become the norm? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like who would want to, who would want to connect on that? Like I mean, apparently everyone. I, I know, but why? That can't. Didn't be... you feel like that when you were a server? Didn't you feel so much pressure? Certainly, when I was working in the corporate world, since it was all anyone else was saying. Yeah, but I feel like this like, group so much of the time thing, I just though, wouldn't like, talk, when, and that was well. I guess sad. we would go out to lunch and we bitch about work. And... Well, that's one thing that's venting, and that's kind of like a way of getting no, things but off it's your like I mean, I worked at the same place for almost two years uh-huh. right before we moved here. And this was all, like, you didn't, there wasn't any other variety of conversation that anyone had to have. Oh. Same people you're seeing every day of the week for two years. Maybe people and are vulnerable and they still... just don't want to open up because, yeah, if it's the same conversation, it means that they're not willing to take on anything else. Mm-hmm. Or that they're thinking the by saying this, something in their life is shitty that is their attempt at being vulnerable. I don't fucking I know. I think maybe... We offer more pity than we do praise. Mm. And oftentimes when people talk about good things, other people get jealous and then they may not accept that person as much anymore because of their jealousy and their own insecurity. So maybe that's a way of keeping things safe on a social level. 
That we should sense. really learn how to just celebrate people. Yeah. 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 I definitely feel like uh, I'd say my first, I don't know, six months at that job was very was very socially awkward as I, you know, wasn't really willing to participate in this culture of complaints. So people thought I was a very quiet person. Um, and then, but then when I spoke, you know, I was nice. <laughs> yeah. <then laughs> at first, yeah, I definitely got a lot of, a lot of haters and I had a lot of drama at work with like women, especially just fucking hating me mm. and like not knowing me really, but just mm. thinking I was whatever, mm. not, I, I was either fake because I was happy or I was whatever doing it just to get male attention mm. and but then as people whatever got to know me more then they all oh, were actually, just like oh she's just like nice. really nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's so crazy I mean and a lot of times it doesn't get to that point of people getting to know you better and you getting the opportunity to kill them with kindness and then people so many people in the world just think I'm a mean bitch who's always trying to get attention I'm and sure no, you've experienced that. I have that. as well. I've been accused of of trying to get attention. I'm like, I'm actually just being nice. Yeah. <laughs> just because I like dancing, singing, and giving compliments. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this? How is that what makes me evil? It's crazy. <laughs> or deserving to be ostracized because of that. It's yeah. just like, it's not fair. I've actually, I've run into this particular issue a lot at work. Yeah. Which is why I can't work in institutions or normal places anymore because there's these weird threads of jealousy or weird yeah. things where you're like, I don't even know how to play the game. Yeah. And fine. I'll just I don't admit it. To. I don't know how to play the game. I tried. Happens, do you think there's a gender gap with, how, with the frequency that this happens? I don't know. Gap for me, it only happens with women. Yeah, it only happens with women. Seems to I've be never met. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the man in the room. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's. I think it happens with men, but in different ways and with less frequency. Like what? Um, like well, obviously not the same complaints because you never. No. Yeah, but I mean, still, like you know, there's probably some putting down of other men in different ways, the different values, and different. Um, but I think it's interesting that it's. In my experience, more women and working in the service industry as a server, I've worked with primarily women, so my perspective's a little one-sided because uh, my pool is sort of wasn't very men I could observe it with, but just in daily life too, it seems to be more women. I think it's interesting. But like, not. I mean, I think it is kind of environmental, or like you know, it's only in certain realms, like you know, women are meeting traveling or at festivals or anything mm -hmm. where you're allowed to be your truest self and then only women who are you know see recognizing your inner mythical being and resonating with that mm -hmm. and then it's all just like you know yeah kind of finding your tribe and it's all it's all so easy it's not like i go around the world and people hate me it's only when i'm trying to fit my dim my light that i get in trouble when yeah. i'm not allowed to act my most authentic self that people are really suspicious or thinking i have ulterior motives is when i'm trying to be a lesser version of myself right yeah 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 thank you for sharing that because that actually kind of normalizes my own trauma around that particular situation absolutely uh, yes i'm sure we've yeah. had a lot of very similar <laughs> traumas in our lives <laughs> two perky gens from the 80s just living life as ourselves <laughs> you know loving unicorns yeah. and <laughs> not fitting in <laughs> Shall we end it there before we get kicked yeah. out of here? <laughs> yeah, that sounds that good. seems like a somewhat somber note to end it on. We should uh, say something happier. Um, 
Yay, unicorns. Yay, unicorns. <laughs> Woo, they believe in you. Right, Shine so your color bright. Tell, tell everyone everywhere where they can find you or any recommendations you have for, you know, living better lives. Um, Keep up the sparkle, girl. I think yeah, <laughs> everyone can be wearing more glitter. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a website, jenniferjoy.com. That's Jennifer with one N, J-E-N-I-F-E-R, Joy. And, of course and you're based in Oregon. I'm based in Oregon, living in Thailand, heading back. I'm um, going to be traveling more around the world. We'll see how things go. So yeah. people either want to, or hey, okay, so you're YouTube again, and then where do people, how do people contact you if they want to hire playtime. you? Okay. So it's like genuineplaytime.com, YouTube, Genuine Playtime, Instagram, Genuine Playtime, Facebook, Genuine Playtime, it's the whole. Very nice. Yep, so, and it's not genuine, and it's not genuine with an E at the end. It's Gen you win that's right <laughs> yeah yeah well, you can find me that way all right well we'll definitely um have you back on at least on a skype call when you start up your unicorn school so yes! that we can inform everyone about it and then yeah. tell them to attend yeah that sounds <laughs> and great we'll be there at the oregon country fair oh, in 2020 yes. totally 2020 oh my gosh i look forward to having you guys there for 2020 that'll be excellent it shall be glorious um maybe i'll write a show that features a little cameo from both of you guys. So That'd you be very exciting. Stage. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. Yay. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Bye. Bye. Bye.